Hello and welcome to the Anton Podcast, where we talk all about elevating our mindset, wellness routines, and style in simple but authentic ways. So much so that people are going to be like, wow, I want to be glowing just like them. I'm your host, Anthony Tamiza. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode four. I'm excited to have you here today. I'm recording. I'm comfortable. I am sitting here. I got my headphones in, feeling like a podcaster. Why does it feel like every podcaster or someone with a podcast is like always wearing headphones? I'm not like an AV person. So I was like, why do you have to wear headphones? If you're a podcaster, like, is it just the vibe? I didn't really get it. The way it was explained to me, especially, like, if I'm doing a solo episode, like, do I need headphones? But a really great point was made that if you have headphones in, you just, like, speak at an appropriate level or something. Something about, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I don't even know why I'm supposed to be wearing headphones because my microphone is recording me. Maybe it just helps drown out some noise. So I'm sitting here with my, like, $2 Dollarama headphones. Now let's talk about that. There was one day that I was on the way to a cafe to do some work. I had a few meetings and driving, luckily for me, I was driving and I remembered that I did not have my AirPods with me. You know how this works sometimes. You just, you go out, you don't realize while you're in the house still that you forgot something and then you're driving and you remember it. At least I remembered it while I was driving and on the way to a cafe, I knew that there was a Dollarama nearby. So I was like, are they really going to have headphones? I was like, they probably should. That was like the only place on the way that I thought would have what I needed. And so I went in thinking like, okay, I'll just like wear these one time. They're probably never even like going to actually work. They'll just help me this one afternoon. These are my favorite headphones they are just regular earbuds they're wired they have an audio jack everything about them is old school they have a microphone in it i'm not using that microphone for the podcast but i have gotten like compliments on my zoom calls about them people saying oh it's so easy to hear you it's so clear and i'm really obsessed with them they're this nice royal blue so i love my dollarama headphones i have a few thoughts to add to this number one at dollarama You go to self-checkout, you do your business, whatever, it's printing your receipt. The voice says, thank you for shopping at Dollarama. Pause. Dollarama? Dollarama. I'm sorry. Who calls it Dollarama? I don't know if Dollarama is in the States. (laughs) If anyone knows, let me know. Is it not Dollarama? Like, am I the wrong one here? I've never heard it referred to as Dollarama. So... When the lady makes her announcement saying thank you for shopping at Dollarama, it's just like, where have I spent these past five minutes getting my new incredible headphones for $2? Dollarama or Dollarama? Beats me. Sound off in the poll that I'm going to put on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, there is a poll feature. Add a comment. Like, Dollarama, Dollarama, what is the vibe? That's point number one. The second point is even more important. Such a pet peeve. When people wear their AirPods on Zoom meetings, and I'm talking about more so specifically like AirPod first gen, like the ones that looked like earbuds, like Apple earbuds, but they just removed the wires, those ones before they changed up the design of it. Whenever I see a person hopping onto a Zoom with some of these old AirPods in, I'm instantly losing buy-in. I'm instantly losing buy-in because how are you going to expect me to hear you 
through this watery, crinkly, drowned out audio that you know AirPods give you. Specifically, it's those first gen ones. I know because I still actually have them. I only use them in situations where my other AirPods are not charged. I never use them to make phone calls or record anything. So if you're logging on to a Zoom call and you're using those AirPods, I just... This is what we're going to do. If you're logging onto a Zoom call and you're using those AirPods first gen, this is what we're going to do. You're going to get in your car and you're going to say, hey, Siri, take me to the closest Dollarama. And Siri is going to be like, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. And then you're going to say, hey, Siri, take me to the closest Dollarama. And then Siri will be like, bet. Then you go to Dollarama, you get your $2 super high quality headphones, you plug them in. And you go on your Zoom and you have multiple talking points now. Let's paint this picture. You're going on an incredibly important business meeting on Zoom. And you log on. You have a few talking points now. Someone says, hey, I like your royal blue wired earphones. Those look great. And you say, why thanks? I got them at Dollarama. And they're like, what? And you're like, yeah, did you actually know it's called Dollarama? Because when I did self-checkout, the machine said, thanks for shopping at Dollarama. And they're like, no, it's Dollarama. And you're like, I know, I thought so too. But here we are debating it. And then you're going to impress them with the audio quality from these Dollarama. <laughs> I can't say it without laughing. You're going to impress them with the audio quality from these Dollarama headphones. And whatever the objective of your meeting is, I promise they are going to be on your side. And it's all because you listened to the Antom podcast. Oh, I love it. I can't believe I just talked about headphones and Dollarama for six minutes. But this is what I am liking about this podcast, specifically this episode. So the first few episodes, I prepared like notes. I didn't read from notes, but I just knew I wanted to talk about this and then go there and jump to this, blah, blah, blah. And then when I had Millie on, which what a fantastic episode with Millie. I was doing that episode. I was also sticking to questions and a bit of an agenda. Today, I actually had some resistance to like sitting down and writing out my Google Doc of like what I wanted to hit. And I'll get to why and I'll explain that. But I'm just kind of in this talkative mood today. So I think this is going to make for a really funny show, but still covering some really important content. I'll tell you the other reason why I'm feeling a little bit excited and electric about this episode is I haven't had caffeine for probably about 2023. I gave it up in like 2019. So at least four years, perhaps even longer. It might be hitting five. I haven't had caffeine in a long time. So I did a food sensitivity test one day with my naturopath and got back like an extensive report of all the things that like work for me and don't work for me. Two things that kind of shocked me that day when I got the results were that gluten does not work with my body and caffeine does not work with my body. Now, not to so much surprise with the caffeine because I remember just like drinking a lot of coffee at work or in university and it's not even that it would make my stomach upset but it would just like get in my head and it would make me feel like agitated and antsy so I definitely was sad to cut it out and I remember when I cut caffeine it was actually like going through a withdrawal process it literally was like having headaches every single day and like the sweats for two weeks it was really wild. But nonetheless, I got off caffeine, I got off gluten, I was already off meat and dairy at that time. And now here's the thing. I'm planning to travel to the motherland, Italy, in September. And so how am I going to be in Italy and not have maybe one or two espressos or treat myself to a nice cappuccino? You know, 
this is part of my kind of journey this year in 2023. We're halfway through, but what I've really been doing with myself is letting myself have a treat here and there. And it's just introduced a lot more balance into my life. Whereas before I was very rigorous about, I can't like, these are my dietary restrictions and I will not go out of them because for a certain amount of time, my body just really couldn't handle the things that it didn't agree with. It just wasn't a healthy digestive situation. And now the brilliant part about all of this is that after doing a lot of like healing work and work on the inside to really accept my identity and who I am and to really let go of all of these negative things I used to believe about myself, my digestion is so much better if I'm being honest. So it really recognizes for me that during the times that I had the most stomach issues, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, I was not at my best. And in the coaching world, in the world in general, we can definitely deduce that our physical environment is made up of our mental, emotional, and spiritual realms. Things will show up in the physical when things are off balance in those other three. The interesting part is, is that things will show up in the physical after you've been given plenty of warning mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. But as humans living in the 2020s, what we do is we just choose to ignore, 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 ignore. And your body's way of telling you like, hey, listen to me, is through physical discomfort. So for me, it was through having digestive issues, having a painful stomach after having just like lunch and feeling like it should be fine. But deep down, I had a lot of stuff I had to work on. And so unconsciously like doing the work over the years, all of a sudden my digestion got so much better. I was feeling great about it. I still am. Now to the point in looping back to the caffeine, if I slip up here and there and I have a decaf cappuccino, or I have a little bit of cheese in something, or I go to a restaurant and I don't really want to make a huge fuss about I'm gluten-free, I'm vegan, whatever. I'm able to now enjoy certain things and definitely in moderation, but without paying the consequence that I once used to. And so I'm on this journey now with decaffeinated beverages here and there, a little bit of dairy here and there, to prepare for this trip in the fall that I really hope my stomach will be able to handle having some beautiful tasty food in Italy. But let me loop around to the original point of this little tangent is that I may have had a very, very small flat white, what do you even call it? I, just a flat white, iced flat white from Starbucks. It's so funny how I used to be like a Starbucks queen all these years ago. And now I go back once in a while and get something and I just get a tall, the smallest size. And I ask if they can do a flat white iced great. Did it with almond milk. Great. Tall. So very small. $7.10. Like, <laughs> it's just wild because I haven't paid Starbucks prices in about four and a half, five years. So certainly there's sticker shock. So I had one this afternoon. I'm feeling electrified. Even though it was decaffeinated, I just feel ready to talk if you couldn't tell. And that's just a little bit about me. I love my Dollarama headphones. I really don't like when people are on Gen 1 AirPods on a Zoom meeting. You just need to stop. Oh my gosh. And if you're going to record anything for social media and you're wearing AirPods, 
and you're trying to make a reel or a TikTok, like immediately stop. You just have to immediately pack it up for the day. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean to be like a snob by this, but like audio quality, we know it's so important. If you have Gen 1 AirPods in, no one is going to listen to you or trust you. I'm sorry. Like just the audio is so bad. So I don't like those. I'm on a journey of having decaffeinated beverages here and there. And my stomach so far, knock on wood, is holding up. So anyway, June has been a funny month. I feel like I've had some more discouraging moments than normal that I'll definitely share and get into. But I was having this conversation with someone that I recently have connected with and have become good friends and colleagues with. And she put it so bluntly, honestly, and was saying that right now the whole world is in flux and the people who are enlightened enough to feel it are feeling it and the people that don't feel it we should probably be more worried about but if you are someone who feels connected to your energy or connected to how you feel day to day maybe you're noticing this i don't think it's just a specific season or anything i just think it's chaotic times that we kind of live in and energetically it can be a lot right now and there was definitely a time where stuff like this conversation like this would go right over my head and you know working a nine to five being in school just being busy when your life always just feels busy and kind of chaotic anyway it just kind of feels that way all the time but now being able to control my vibe a little bit more i'm certainly more aware of external factors that make me feel uneasy discouraged or up and down so that was a really interesting conversation i think it's something to be aware of for all of us that are intuitive and just having your supports in place to feel like you are controlling that but even regardless of all of that what i have been reflecting on recently is becoming cozied up to discouragement has really been helpful for me when I look back at times where I have had a breakthrough from it or a really good thing has come from feeling a little bit down. You know, the best things and the most rewarding things in life are always worth waiting for and worth working toward. But when you're in those moments, it just feels like, do I really want to continue on this mission? Do I really want to continue going to the gym? Do I really want to continue being on dating apps? Do I really want to continue being vulnerable on social media? And these are some of the things that go through my mind. These are some of the things that have had me feeling a little discouraged lately, but I know that the right breakthrough is around the corner soon. And it's funny to think back because for me, I feel like every week on Monday or early in the week, like a problem is presented or there's something that I'm trying to work on. And then it gets to Friday and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that thing I was worried about or that was bugging me so much at the beginning of the week has either already resolved itself. It has moved itself to the very back. It's something I'm not worried about anymore. But when you're in those moments of discouragement, it is really hard to see past it. And it is really hard to want to sit with it and wait for that breakthrough to come on the other side. I think too specifically with entrepreneurship, everyone has a story of a time where things weren't perfect. And those are how some of the best ideas and the best growth is formed. And when it comes to owning your identity and owning your authenticity, it's never going to be easy breezy. And for me, it certainly wasn't. There were so many times where I had ideas of having a podcast, speaking publicly about my identity, wanting to and actually helping other people in the community. So I can look back on that past discouragement and now have tangible evidence to see how far I've come. So when you have these moments of discouragement, perhaps think about your past wins and what the beautiful things came out of those tough moments of discouragement when it finally went away and the thing you were waiting for or the right things fell into place to work out perfectly happened. 
And although we're talking about elements of discouragement today, I don't want anyone to think that my podcast is just specifically about talking about sad things in life, like negative things. I know episode two was about getting out of a funk. We're talking about discouragement today, but it's all through the lens of let's get to the other side. I feel like every time I come to the mic, I feel so renewed and feel so focused on letting go of what I am sharing. And so I hope that people feel that together we can create a community where we acknowledge and accept where we're at, but ultimately we get to a better place of feeling good about where we're at and where we're going. Now, I love audience participation in the podcast, so I put up a story and I asked people, when was the last time you felt discouraged about something and what was it related to? And 99% of the answers were all on one topic. So I'm going to get there. Make sure you stay tuned to listen in on that because I am with you and we're going to break it down. But for now, I wanted to share that this month being Pride Month, has been powerful and impactful to see all of the great supporters and the great advocacy work out there. But at the same time, being in this space where I work with people to help them step into their authenticity and own who they are, you hear really sad stories about people's coming out stories. And not even just that, within my own personal network, hearing really sad and bad current experiences of people being persecuted and discriminated toward just because of their identity. So sometimes it just feels like there is so much change that this world still needs, and it can feel overwhelming and feel as though is what I'm doing actually going to make a difference. Now, of course, after some reflecting, some journaling, some decompressing, of course, I'm very happy with the work I'm able to do and the difference I'm able to make, but Pride Month has really illuminated some really great things and some really tough things, and the world still has a lot of work to do. I actually saw earlier today Adele is doing her Las Vegas residency and she wore this dress with a pride flag in it and was celebrating pride with the crowd and she lost 50,000 followers on Instagram and she had a really good response that was just like a gif of someone blowing a kiss saying like whatever good riddance and it's just a reminder that yes like everyone is out there everyone has different opinions and that's fine but we just need to have mutual respect for each other and pride month can really just amplify a lot of the differences that we have and it can put a lot of good work into gear but it can also just make you feel a little bit discouraged also kind of unrelated but didn't anyone see that bb rexa got a cell phone thrown at her at a concert and had to get stitches like people are just not okay that's how can you go to someone's concert and throw a whole cell phone at their head that's so awful this world is just an absolute mess a lot of the time so shame on that person that is so sad but i digress okay so when I put up a quick story on my Instagram asking if people had felt discouragement, asking them why or from what, overwhelmingly everyone, essentially everyone had the exact same responses. And you can probably guess. I want you to take a guess. What do you think it is? I'll give you a second. Did you guess it? Dating, the hot topic of this week on the podcast. So let's talk about it. Here were some of the actual responses. Someone said, I'm struggling with dating. Someone said, dating feels like a wild goose chase. What a good way to put it. Toxic relationships in dating. I just want to get off the dating apps. I'm tired of feeling pressured to date. It's just too hard and I'm over dating. 
I feel like everyone is going to resonate with this because the people even in a relationship, I'm sure you've been there. And those of us still in the single club, oh my God gosh, is it ever hard out there? And it is discouraging. So let me take this very selfish moment to say to any of my wonderful listeners, do you have a perfect match for me that you've always thought, oh, Anthony would do so well with this guy? Well, let's start to talk about it, please, because my goodness, dating is wild. The dating apps can be so exhausting. And clearly, you, the listeners, and me, were a little bit over it very much over it. But what we're going to try to do today is look at discouragement and spin it around and let's own it. Let's redirect our energy into positive things to reclaim these experiences because we don't want to stay down in the dumps about dating. We don't want to let people bring us down that much, but it's tough. Obviously, everyone's feeling it. So let's hop into discouragement and dating but send me any nice connections you might have for me. I'm very serious. I feel like we could have a whole episode discussion and have so many guests in talking about dating apps and how to use them in a healthy way. But today, we're not going to specifically talk about dating apps because that's just a result of some of the discouragement. I think, for me, some of the hardest parts of dating, and I'm sure many others, it's not actually going on the dates. I think they can be so much fun, and it's an interesting way to connect with new people. It's just when it turns into a mind game and when people aren't clear about expectations where things can go south really fast. What I've really learned in my dating experiences is that this is one of the most talked about universal truths, and that is the law of attraction. What you seek expands, and essentially what you actually deep down believe you deserve is what will present itself to you in life. And I say this confidently, especially about dating, because I know that has been the experience for me. See, I didn't start to go on actual dates until I was about 23, and that time I had just come out to family and some friends, and I started doing work with a coach, but at that time I just was not feeling confident in myself, feeling comfortable in my skin, and so when I threw myself into the dating world, it's not that I had no morals or guidance or no idea of what I deserved consciously, but deep down those strong beliefs I held from harboring like a secret or holding on to something deep and not sharing a specific part of me with the world, I was really just seeking validation and wanting to be seen and heard and liked, and so that honestly brought about some pretty crummy experiences experiences that looking back, I totally see now what I was calling into my life. And it's not to say that that was my fault. Like the law of attraction, I think sometimes places guilt or shame on people for bringing things into their life. But the way I look at it is, is that was a huge growing experience for me. I couldn't have expected myself to effectively come out and then like a month later have a fantastic relationship come into my life because there was a lot of work I needed to do. Truthfully, even all the work I've done up until now, I feel like I've only now started to feel as though I'm actually ready to step into a relationship. Whereas before, the idea of it sounded attractive, but I wasn't really there. And even experiences up until this point still mirror back to me things that I need to work on. And I do feel like with every new dating experience, I get closer to what feels like the one. And so I know it's coming and I'm just enjoying the journey, especially stepping into this chapter of my life where I'm putting myself out there more with the work that I do, my brand, my podcast, and all of those exciting things. And that's a little bit about my dating experience. And perhaps you've had it a lot worse and you are just feeling down in the dumps right now. So what we're going to do, we're going to take this next part of the podcast and we're going to reframe discouragement and really try to seek what it is teaching us and bring the good things out of it. 
Because what we don't want to do with any type of discouragement, even anything that I've explained in this episode so far, with Pride Month being difficult, or with dating being difficult, or even I've been putting myself out there more on TikTok, I finally had this one video. It didn't go viral by any means, but it's my most successful video. It's hit up almost, I think, 22,000 views, and it's to the point where it just gets comments from people that I don't know, obviously. And some are really great, and some are like, oh my gosh, who is this person? He has no idea what he's talking about. Someone specifically was like oh like your valley accent is the most wild i've ever heard like they just want to bring up anything that they can just to tear down a video and i like it's obviously not just me everyone gets attacked daily on social media and so just reframing those things too to just like laugh them off or to not stay in like a vibrational frequency of shame and fear is what we really want to try to get out of so today if this resonates to you because of dating great if this resonates to you because you're applying for jobs and you're getting rejections then we're going to talk about it if this resonates because you are trying to get into that habit of going to the gym frequently or finding new wellness routines and it's hard i hear you so let's reframe discouragement together because it is honestly just an indicator that you're probably headed in the right direction so there's a few different buckets that I like to place discouragement in and to better unpack what it actually means to re-own it in my life, okay? Now, the first one is surrounding resilience and growth. So whenever I feel like I've overcome discouragement, I always find that it leads to this huge amount of personal development and the ability to handle future challenges more effectively. So from every bad dating experience I've had or a setback in business, while it sucks in those moments and I can still remember those moments like they just happened yesterday and I feel those emotions, but after every time, give it a week or two weeks at most, there's always a moment of growth that has allowed me to move forward positively. So every moment of discouragement has always built up my resilience and there's always been a lesson to be learned. So let's think about what lessons we can learn so that when we inevitably face a new challenge, we feel armed with experience, okay? Now, what discouragement also does for me is once I'm able to kind of get over those negative feelings is I have this big, overwhelming feeling of motivation and drive. So do you ever just want to prove everyone else wrong after coming out of a moment of discouragement? Like when that TikTok finally started to perform and I got these weird comments from people, whether they were negative or calling out the way I talk, <laughs> I honestly want to just keep posting more. Like, okay, you want to engage in this content? I'm just going to give you more to criticize. I like don't care. Or with the Pride Month setbacks, when I hear these awful stories of people in the community or I hear people's awful coming out stories, it just motivates me to want to continue to make a difference. And if my work makes other people uncomfortable, that's fine. And if if you don't like me, that's fine. Another lesson that I've realized recently is that you're not supposed to have everyone as a fan in life. If your work, if your personality isn't polarizing to some degree, then that could be a moment of reflection to really go clear on what you stand for and what your goals and motives are here. So let's reframe discouragement to pump up our motivation to want to go on more dates, to want to find that soulmate, to want to step into that new career or get back into your wellness routines. Like use failure and discouragement as motivation to keep on going. Now, one of these other buckets for discouragement that is super helpful and I feel we can all relate to is having a better realistic evaluation of how things are going. 
So for example, typically in the past, after more so of a negative dating experience, I tend to go on a dating hiatus and I will just delete Hinge or whatever the dating app is and just get it off of my phone. I don't want that energy. I want to focus on me and look inward and reset my goals, reset my focus. And it just helps me to self-reflect and help identify areas where I know I need to grow. Like if that situation has reflected something to me that I know I need work on, I like to just take that break. Now that doesn't mean that you shouldn't just hop back into it and continue that positive momentum using that drive and motivation we just spoke about. But giving yourself the opportunity to look back and say, why did this affect me so much? Did I veer off my path? And how can I jump back on the path that I need to be is so important. So never underestimate the value of taking a pause, taking a few beats to just reflect, journal, meditate, and really think about where you're going and how you want this discouragement to guide you, okay? Now, I saved this one for last because I think it is my favorite. Whenever we experience something negative or we feel down or discouraged, we can always better relate to others. Like, don't you want to just like run to your closest circle of family and friends and tell them what's happened, what's got you feeling down? And through their shared experiences, we can bond. We can talk about it. We can feel like we're building community. Like, look at today's episode. I honestly wasn't sure what I was going to talk about this week until I had started to feel discouraged this month. A lot of different things were happening. And I thought, I don't know, let me just test the waters to see if this topic is even going to resonate with people. And it turns out it resonated with a bunch of people, especially with discouragement of dating. And so if you don't have your little community to report back with on how things are going and to share those experiences, then I really do believe you're missing out on some really important bonding moments. Being vulnerable with one another is specifically so important to build up relationships and friendships, and that is where you're going to find your tribe of people who actually care about you, who want to see you win. So whenever you're going through a tough moment, think, who can I share this with and who has perhaps experienced this together? Look at today's episode. We're able to bond over something that isn't the most fun to talk about or reflect about having negative dating experiences. But here we are now trying to create community where I see you. I hear that you have been having trouble. I have too. But what we're going to do is we are going to become more resilient from it. We're going to grow and we're going to have better experiences next time because now we're motivated and we're driven to do better. We're going to have a better evaluation on what we actually need to improve on and then we're going to bond together as a community. And so I say this for me and for anyone else listening and I've said it before, but when you're feeling the most discouraged, you're likely right on the brink of a breakthrough. The thing that you're hoping for, things you want to come to life are probably just about to bring themselves to light in your life. So don't give up. If you're never discouraged, A, I don't believe you, and B, you're probably just living at this certain mediocre, moderate level of life where just everything seems okay. But if you're looking to achieve and call in exciting things into your life, it's going to be a roller coaster. So have your community, have your habit, have your podcast like this that you listen to to really refocus you. So look, you know that I love to end every episode with an authenticity hack because it's my mission to help more people show up feeling closer to their authentic self. What does authenticity mean? It means being the truest 
version of you. The you that when you look in the mirror, you're happy to see that person. You're happy with their choices. And we're going to take this in the context of dating specifically today and getting over discouragement. But this will be helpful to you, I promise, in any area of life, this quick activity. So let's get into today's authenticity hack. It's truthfully not the most revolutionary idea. You've probably heard it many times before in different ways, but it is necessary. It's your list. In 2021, I wrote down this really long list. I was tasked by my coach of everything I wanted in my partner, but also in my career, in my physical health, in my emotional health. And so I wrote down very specifically all of the things that I wanted. But for today, we're just going to focus in on your partner. Okay, before you even begin to attempt to write this list, what I loved doing in this activity, I did it a few years ago, is you're going to close your eyes and just picture that person. Picture as if they're in the room with you. What do they look like? How do they make you feel? Like drop into that version of yourself that is with them, the version in your future that has that perfect relationship. So picture that first. And then I want you to create a list under four different headings. Physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional. And then I want you to be really specific about what you write under these headings. So physical might seem the most obvious. What do they look like? Are there any distinguishing attributes, height, whatever? All of these things. Like, be selfish. You're allowed to go really clear on what you want this perfect version of your partner to look like. Under mental, think about what are the different routines they have in place to regulate their mind. Maybe they teach you their routines that have really worked out well for them. Maybe they are on social media but can take breaks from it. Maybe they're not addicted to their phone. Perhaps they're really great at catering and understanding different viewpoints. Write down anything specific to the mental category there. Now moving to emotional, a super important category. How do they make you feel? How do they regulate their emotions? How do they show empathy to others? How do they treat their family and their closest friends? How are they tending to their own emotions? How do they handle anger, fear, shame? How about happiness? How do they show up when they're so happy? And then next under spiritual, what type of practices do they use? This is the place to add in if this partner of yours practices a similar faith to you, believes in the same things as you, or has a specific spiritual routine that they use. So whether they are highly connected with their intuition, or however you picture them reconnecting back to themselves and the habits that come along with it. So I'm committing to you that I am going to redo this exercise with specifics to calling in my dream partner. It has been a bit since I've revisited this list, but I remember doing it and it felt that every time I would go to update this list, I would be with that person like their energy was with me in that moment. And it honestly felt really, really comforting. And in this activity, you're allowed to get really selfish like this list is for you. Keep it to yourself and allow yourself to dream up the perfect version of the person you want to be with. The important caveat here is that we also release the attachment to how it can happen. So maybe someone's going to introduce me to my dream person from hearing this podcast episode because I asked you to. Or maybe for you, you're going to download the dating apps because you've been off for a bit and you're going to go on a date and you'll find it. Or maybe it's not going to be right now. You still have to have a few more experiences to really go clear on what you want. And that is all okay. We know we are going to hit moments of discouragement. 
We've talked about it in this episode and we know why we experience discouragement. Is it because you need to reevaluate your focus? Is it because you need more motivation? But know that this list is going to be a constant for you to compare people to, to compare experiences to, and to start to call in the right type of experiences and people into your life that you deserve. Now, if you're listening to this and you are already in that dream relationship, congratulations. Good for you. What I challenge you to do is there could be any area of your life that needs some work. Maybe it's your career. Maybe it's your physical well-being. It doesn't matter. But you can utilize this framework, the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical, and apply it to any area of life and make a specific list. Or if that seems overwhelming to you, drop the categories and just think of your dream job, your dream trip, your dream retirement, and start to make a list, writing things down, especially, especially, especially pencil to paper, pen to paper, write it down and let your body feel the feelings of putting that to paper instead of typing it and just enjoy the experience of getting to know yourself and your wants a little bit more every single day. As I wrap up this episode, what I notice is that the decaffeinated caffeine high has disappeared. (laughs) It did not give me a super long boost, but it was something. What I've also noticed is that just talking about discouragement and recording this here, knowing that I'm going to be sharing it, has really allowed me to open up, to let go, to feel better about it. So what I really want to stress to you not only is to do the authenticity hack, I'm going to do it as well. So in two weeks, we'll be checking in on that. But find your community. Like I said, in one of those buckets of discouragement is we need to have humility and empathy. We need to go through experiences that we can better bond and show up for our family and our friends and our communities. So find those people. Send me a DM and talk about discouragement in your life. I'm here for you. Find people that you want to support you and they will show up. Don't feel silent and alone in your discouragement. Use it as a sign to motivate and get going. And then if you didn't resonate with any of that and you have the Gen 1 AirPods, then go get a new pair of headphones, specifically the ones at Dollarama, Royal Blue, $2, and go to the self-checkout and let me know if it says Dollarama. So thank you for shopping at Dollarama. Thank you for listening to the Anton podcast. I had so much fun with this episode and I look forward to hearing what you think about it. Go do your homework and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Anton podcast hosted by me, Anthony Tamiza where we elevate all things authentic, available wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to hit the subscribe or follow button to catch new episodes which release every other Wednesday. If you liked this episode and you're listening on Spotify, leave a rating, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and a review. Keep in touch by following along on Instagram at the Anton Podcast and at Anthony Tamiza. For more information on me, visit anthonytamiza.com where you can sign up for my newsletter and stay connected. Don't forget to read the show notes for more information. Ciao for now.